Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features New York-based hyperrealism artist Nick Sider. This guy is so good at what he does. And after just five years of being in the art game, Nick sells out paintings as quick as he completes them. And how does he do it? On Instagram. <laughs> what an amazing time we're living in to have the internet as free advertising at our fingertips. And to quote Nick, you are leaving money on the table by not posting on social media. Nick lets us in on all of his processes, like taking photos with his art and the process he uses to ship large canvases all over the world and all the behind the scenes things that you sometimes don't see on Instagram. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Nick Sider. So could you just start okay. by introducing yourself? I, I know a few of the people watching know exactly who you are, but um, for anybody who doesn't, or just kind of tell us a little bit about how you got into art. Uh, yeah, I'm Nick Sider. Uh, I'm an artist. I do hyper-realistic paintings in acrylic. Um, I live in New York, and I've been doing it for about five years now, coming up on six years. So, yeah, <laughs> short story, I... Uh, uh, 2013, I didn't like my job. I quit. I started painting and then never really looked back. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> so did you study art or did you just kind of pick it up? No, I did a lot of art growing up. Like when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to do is be an artist. But I, I didn't really like my art classes. And so I didn't go to art school and I studied other stuff. And it took doing something else entirely to realize how much I wanted to do this. And so um, yeah, I just sort of changed my life when I turned 25 and said, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to be an artist and started from scratch. Uh, but yeah, that's amazing. Figured it out as I went. So what, what were you doing before you were an artist? I had actually, uh, I come from a, a religious background and I studied yeah. theology in college and then I was actually working at a church for about three years, okay. um, which is what like my dad did that and my 
grandparents did that and all my uncles did that. And so it just sort of made sense. Um, but yeah, they were very, when I, when I quit, my parents were both very like affirming of me though. They, they knew I always wanted to be an artist. And so they, they pushed me to do that. So yeah, Aww. it was all good. Oh, that's amazing. So what do you think the tipping point was for you becoming a professional artist? Did you, so was it just you quitting one day and you just dove into it just like that? I mean, no, no. I, when I started, I was, I was waiting tables at the Olive Garden because that was the first job I got. Okay. And so I would just work there and I would paint at night. Um, and eventually after like a year, I decided to try and go full time. And it's still like, I, I sold pieces here and there. I got into a small gallery, but nothing really happened. And it wasn't until I, I figured out social media and started to sell stuff online and started to get things shared. Then that was about 2016. And then I started to really figure out how to do this as a business. Oh, wow. That's the, the magic of Instagram, you know? <laughs> yeah. I hated Instagram until I figured out how to make it work for me. And then now it's like, yeah, most of how I do art. Yeah, I, I think that's everybody's story. Also, lately, just this is a little kind of on topic, but um, a lot of people have been like my or been saying that their Instagram views and everything are super down lately. And like I've experienced yeah, that a little I just bit. Said that. That, oh, really? Yeah, I just said that to a friend. He was asking me because he noticed the same thing. And I said, yeah, I even like I check other artists I follow and everything just sort of plateaued uh, several months ago. Yeah. So I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, just everything kind of stopped, which is which is weird. I know they're trying out a lot of different things um, with uh, like how postings are viewed and, and stuff like that. So I, I don't really think too much about it. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I don't think any of us really should just keep going on like you usually do. Yeah, yeah, just keep sharing. Yeah. Um, so what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you spend painting? Um, I mean, it depends. Uh, I try to go in every day unless I have something else planned. And lately I've been doing like 10 hour days and that's not like sitting and painting for 10 hours necessarily, but like being in my studio for 10 hours. Um, sometimes it'll be answering emails or social media posts or things like that. Um, but yeah, I try to paint at least six to eight hours a day. Um, and now it's sort of a nine to five for me. I come in at the morning in the mornings and I'll leave around dinner time or I'll just stay a little later. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. How, how long does it take you to do a realistic, like that is hyper realistic. Like how long does like, say, say your self portrait behind you, how long did that yeah. take? Uh, so I never actually, I don't tell people how long it takes, but I know oh, that okay. one I worked on, I worked on that for, I think like three or four weeks. Okay, yeah. And part of it is I have, like, right now I have one, two, three, four paintings going. I always have different paintings going, so I never really know how long one takes me to do. And a lot of the times it depends. Like, I've had paintings where I'll just figure it out right away, and it just goes really fast. And then I've had other ones where, for some reason, I can't figure it out, and it takes me a lot longer. Yeah. So. I feel yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Awesome. Okay. So could you talk us through your painting process and are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up throughout the years? Yeah. Um, so I, I used to, I grid my paintings. I didn't used to do that. Uh, but the bigger I've gotten, it just, it speeds it up and I'm very much about getting the right perspective and proportions. And so that helps a lot with it when you paint larger. Um, and I also, I used to like sketch everything out and do underpaintings and now I mostly just start painting really um 
because I'm it takes so long to do all the detailing. I'm always looking for ways to to um, I don't know, save time. And because I didn't go to art school, I just you know if something works for me, then I do it. I don't yeah. care if it's right or wrong. Um, so yeah, I pretty much I grid my paintings and I just sort of start painting. I'll always start with the eyes, and I, I didn't know why, but uh, I found out over time if I can get the eyes correct, then the rest of the painting sort of flows. Um, I actually I also just hired an underpainter this week to help me get canvases going. So that's a new thing I'm trying out too, which I've never done before. So um, she's basically doing like the base coat of everything and then I'll jump in and start doing the detailing. Oh, um, wow. But, like, yeah. like the old masters. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I had a lot of requests coming in and um, I, like I said, like I'm always, I want to keep making more work and so I'm always looking for ways to, to, to not get them done faster, but to get a better process going. So this is just something, I know some artists do it and I want to try it out and see. Maybe I'll go back, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, because I didn't go to art school, I'm very like, I, I don't feel any pressure to do things a certain way. I just, you know, whatever works for me, that's what I do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so also, have you been doing ultra realism for, I mean, the whole time you've been an artist? Or like, is that a newer thing? Or is that? Yeah, I didn't even like, I didn't know the term hyperrealism, <laughs> photorealism. I didn't know any of that. I just ever since I was a kid, like I have old sketches of me doing realistic portraits and animals and I've just always liked to render things like to make them look as realistic as possible and so I just started painting that way and I, I moved to New York and saw a lot of different art and tried out different things and it just it was less fun for me and then luckily on Instagram that's what started to get shared was my my realistic paintings and so I just sort of lucked out in that that's what people wanted from me anyways and I get it's not for everyone. A lot of people think it's boring and, and that's fine. I've been able to find people that appreciate it. And yeah. like I said, like I, that's how I like to paint. So for me, I've met artists who like, they don't necessarily love how they paint and that doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, I'm like, if you don't love it, there's no point. And this is just what I like to do. So. Yeah, I, I love hearing that because I am not as patient as you are, which I think it's amazing that you are. <laughs> but because it is. I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've told a lot of artists is I just, the stuff that people find tedious and boring, I really love that. And oh. I just happen to be able to do it. That's the, the only difference between me and a lot of artists is like, I don't think it's boring. I think it's fun. So. Oh, bless your mind. That's, that's yeah. amazing. I love hearing that though, how they can be so different. Because I'm like, if I can get one done in like eight hours and it look decent I'm good with it <laughs> yeah I had an artist friend who said I can't spend more than a day on a painting and I was like that's awesome because that is so different from how I work um, so yeah that's awesome um, so is there one thing that you don't like to paint without um, I mean I always have to have something going on in the background so mm -hmm. like today I listen to music I just I brought a TV into my studio about a year ago and now I'll like I'll just binge watch stuff in the background, like movies or shows, or I just need something going on to like keep me going, I guess. Yeah. Um, even with, regardless of whether I'm like focusing on it or not, I just need something. Yeah. Same. Um, same. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's mine as well. I'm always listening to like an, really? aud an audible book or like a podcast, mm -hmm. somebody talking to me, even though it's so yep. crazy how our brains can like, we like, we'll, we'll tune in, but we won't. And it's just kind of like how we can do two things at once. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's very weird. People ask me like, do you listen to music? And I'm like, I've listened to every type of music <laughs> I can think of. I've listened to books on tape. I've listened to podcasts. Now I'm into like watching stuff. 
I always have like phases of different things because for some reason I, I like need my mind getting lost in something else as I paint. I don't know why. If I don't have anything on, I, I get bored. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Same, same. I'm like, entertain me. Something entertain me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, we have a question. Or somebody, I, I don't really understand this one, but maybe you do. Um, Sue asked, did you survive Whiskers Day? What is, is that a post? Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Yes, I did. The painting's gone. Uh, so, yeah, I do, I do uh, a lot of these big tiger paintings. Okay. And I always do the whiskers last. So I'll do everything underneath it and around it. And then the whiskers always last. And I hate, I hate doing them. I like, and I just started sharing about it. Because it's like so, so small and minute. And if I screw up, then I screw up the painting behind it. So I have to fix that. And so it's like my studio is uh, for about a day or two. I'm like, I'm just like cursing the one time I threw a stool across my studio because because <laughs> it's like so stressful to try and get them done. And yeah, people people found it funny. So I kept sharing it. Yeah, that, that's really funny. Um, she, but Sue, Sue says she loves your work and she loves your shirt as well. Oh, thanks, Sue. <laughs> is, is, yeah. it, is this like an everyday shirt or do you have yeah. all of them like this? Or? I have a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. People think they're fake. I like so when I paint, I'll I, a lot of my paints are um, I layer a lot and it's very thin layers. And so what I'll do is I'll dip it in the paint and immediately I'll brush it off on my shirt. <laughs> And so this is just what happened is I started getting these clothes with, I have pants with paint all over them. Uh, yeah. So this is like my work shirt, basically. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I do large murals. And so I have mm -hmm. a terrible habit of just like wiping it off on my pants. I'm like, yeah. I, uh, I'm like, I need to like carry yeah. something around, but I had just have it. I'm just like, whatever. These are paint pants. The worst, <laughs> the worst is when I like, I'm changed already and I just want to touch up something and naturally I'll just like brush it on my shirt. Like so many <laughs> of my clothes just have these little specks of paint from doing that. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> Can't break the habit, whatever. Artist life, yeah. like, like I'm sure yeah. all, all your friends know and they like understand. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, and I'll like go out after and they're like, is paint on your shirt? I'm like, yeah, I'm an artist. That's paint on my shirt. Exactly. No shame. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally get you. Um, do you have a favorite painting? I know this is like a hard thing to ask an artist, but do you have like a favorite painting? <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I mean... Yeah, no, I always say like the one I'm working on is my favorite because yeah. the moment I have a favorite, I'll get rid of it and I've gotten really good at like detaching myself from my paintings when they're done because yeah. in my mind I realize like, oh, then I get to make another one. So it's usually like whatever I'm working on is my new favorite. So like I have, I have this big tiger face I'm doing. It'll be the largest one I've done and I, in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be the best one I'll ever do, which is usually how I think when I do a new painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. How, how big is it? Uh, it's four feet by five feet. I love it. I love yeah. big paintings. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Do you ever do small ones or is that kind of like a, I, no, like I used to do what I thought were big, but they're actually to me really small. Um, and they're just, I do them here and there if I want to like change it up a bit, or I know some people can't afford the large ones or don't have the space for it. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure I can get art to almost everyone. So I'll do smaller ones to make them available. But I don't know, big ones are just so much more fun. And I feel like once you do large, it's hard to go back because yeah. there's so much more of an impact. Yeah, for sure. Like at first it's kind of like, 
kind of a little scary to go super big, but then after yeah. you get used to it, it's like, okay, bigger the better. <laughs> yeah, and then you, I did one, uh, commission one, and that was seven feet by five feet. And I, I remember that was the biggest one I'd ever done. And then when I left, when I delivered it, everything else I had in my studio felt so small. <laughs> yeah. And it was this weird, like, I guess now I'll have to start painting like that big now. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I've learned too, I think size is like, a part of the art almost. I read something by an artist named Danny Fox who does these like um, abstract expressionist type paintings, but he said he painted them small and it just didn't work. And then he all of a sudden started painting them huge and it just clicked. And I think it's true. Like once you, the size is also a part of the art, not just the image. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ray, let's see, Sue asks again, um, Sue's a big fan of yours. Sue says, um, have, have you ever done a mural? Or are you mostly on canvas? I've only ever done canvas. I've wanted to do a mural. Um, I haven't really looked into it and haven't, I haven't had like the time to, to research where to do it. I'm in New York, so I'd love to try something. Yeah. So if anybody has a lead, send it my way. Cause it's a, uh, I think that'll probably be my 2020. Uh, like I always set like one particular goal and I think that'll be one for 2020 is to do a mural somewhere. That's awesome. Um, because, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I've never tried it. Yeah, for sure. One, one thing about murals, I do them all the time. And sometimes, like, mm -hmm. I'll be out midday in the heat and stuff. And I'm like, why am I doing murals? <laughs> like, like, yeah, that'll be different for me. Yeah. I've yeah. never done something like that where it's, like, not in my own space. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, like, a grass is greener kind of thing because, like, murals look so amazing and big and you're like, I'm going to do that one day. But then I, I'm out there. I'm like, I, would, I just want to be in my studio and like kind of that yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. I've all, I want to like, um, I don't like that people don't see my artwork a lot in person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's part of why I want to do it is just to have something where like if someone says they want to see my artwork, I can say, oh, go here. You can see a piece of mine. Yeah, so, for sure. We'll see. Um, are you currently doing a show or anything or when, when was your last show? I'm actually not very experienced in shows. No, I, um, so I used to do like shows a lot, okay. not a lot, but I would do them. Uh, and shows are difficult because you have to get in the pattern of like creating the body of work for the show. And I was doing that. Um, and it just wasn't going well. I do all this work. I wouldn't really sell anything. And then I started to get a following online. I started to sell stuff online. And now, like, 99% of what I sell is online to people all over the world. And I just don't have the inventory for shows because yeah. they pretty much, they, when I'm done one, I usually sell it to somebody. And so to do a show, I'd have to, like, stop selling anything and make a body of work for a show, <laughs> um, which, like, I'd like to do. Again, like, I people don't get to see my work in person because of that. And so last November, almost a year ago, uh, I threw my own show in New York. I rented the space out. And it's just because I hadn't done one in two years and I wanted people to be able to come and see my work. And I had, I had some inventory because I hadn't shipped a bunch of paintings. And so I said to the, the clients, like, can I just keep them for the show? So like half of them were already sold. Um, but yeah, it was a really good turnout. It was a lot of fun. So I'd like to do something like that in the future, but it, again, I just like I don't have enough paintings to really put a show together yet. So we'll see. I'm also not. I mean, 
Shows are fun, but like I get to paint and I and I'm selling them, and so I'm I'm kind of I'm like a happy camper. Exactly, um, like it's yeah quality problems, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alexandra has a question. She wants to know like who your clients are. Like what kind of what what's your clientele base? Is it a little bit of everyone or? Yeah, I don't really like. <laughs> I don't meet a lot of them because oh, okay. they're they'll literally like message me on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email. Most of them are international, and so we'll do the whole business part of it, and then I'll ship the painting and just, like, you know, make sure everything goes okay. But, yeah, I, I over the last two years, a lot of them have been coming from overseas. Um, and luckily, like, I have a lot of return clients, too. I have several um, collectors that have bought a lot of paintings from me. But, yeah, it's very – it's scary because it's very random, and um, – like I, yeah. I, you know, it's not like a gallery where they know like this is our clientele base. Mine is very random. They're all over. I don't, I haven't met a lot of them, but because of that, it's also kind of exciting because I really just like, I work on paintings and I post them and I wait and see who bites. Um, and so, yeah, and it's all different, all different types of people. There's not really a, I've tried to figure out like who, if there's a clientele base and I haven't really found one, so. That's so cool. I, I know we have so many aspiring artists in here and I'm sure they're just like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like you, you it, just pay it, things and post them and people buy them. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's, it's weird to, I had someone come and visit my studio, a friend who knew me five years ago when like I had no money. I wasn't selling anything. I was just doing every odd job I could to keep going. And he reminded, he hadn't seen my studio in a while, in, um, since everything got going. And so he was talking about that. And I was like, yeah, it's so weird because you just sort of put your head down and keep swimming and don't realize how far you've come. And it's very weird to think about how now I'm just selling to people on Instagram <laughs> to like Indonesia and India. And, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. It's, that's why I tell people, if you're not sharing online, do it because you're missing out big time. For sure. You, you, it, there's a lot you can gain from doing that. For sure, yeah. Um, so let's see. We had a, one question here. Um, Sue also says, "How do you ship your large canvases like that? Do you have a shipping process?" That yeah, that's that became a big problem for me like a year ago because I was making these bigger paintings and I was shipping them overseas and it's a lot of money. Um, so I actually I found I'm lucky in New York. I found this. Um, Pace shipping, they, they do custom tubes for like carpets and stuff. So they're super thick and they make them all different sizes. And so I use their tubes and I just take my canvases off, roll them up. I've never had an issue. Um, you, can, you can usually take a canvas to like pretty much any art store and they'll stretch it for you for like 50 to 100 bucks. And so I've been doing that for a year almost uh, with every painting I do. Um, awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's down to a really good process now. But in the beginning, that was very difficult to figure out, and something that it's you know as you paint bigger and as you sell more, you it's like any business like you all of a sudden get these new problems you have to figure out. And for a couple of months, I was like, how am I gonna do this? Um, but yeah, now it's pretty pretty simple. Yeah, awesome. Actually, I wouldn't have guessed that. So that's actually a really good insight. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So I have uh, two more questions, guys. So if you have any more questions for him, let me know in their comments. But uh, what are your future art plans and goals? Like, what what are you currently working on right now? What what's in the works? 
Yeah, so I have uh, I have a lot of tigers in my studio uh, from commissions and just I haven't I haven't um, I've been doing a lot of commissions lately, uh, and so I'm trying to get more tiger paintings done because I have a, like a list of people who want one. And um, I'm doing a collaboration uh, that I'm working on this week with another artist named Daniel Mazzoni uh, for Art Basel, which is really cool because I've never had he's do, he does a show down there every year, and I've yeah. never shown in Art Basel. I've never gone. <laughs> And so this is a cool new opportunity. Um, and he's an amazing artist. He he's, does these really big shows and is really well connected in the art world. So that'll be a, a cool thing. Uh, and his art's awesome. I think it, the piece will be really good. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just doing, uh, I have these big commissions I'm, I'm excited to tackle. Um, for me, like the big thing is trying to, I really believe in like making as much work as you can. Uh, and so I'm trying hard to, get some more paintings out so really that's like my one goal for this year is just like I want to get as many paintings out by the end of the year as I can and then uh next year I've, I've kind of given off any big goals for the rest of this year other than the Art Basel collaboration and next year I think uh in the new year I'll probably start trying to get a mural up somewhere in New York City I think that'll be my next big project awesome. um but yeah it's nice because uh if I if I want to do a big goal and I something pops up like the show last year, then I you know I put my mind to it. But otherwise, I get to sort of just paint and do my own thing, and everything keeps going. And that's what I always wanted. So I'm I'm happy that I don't. I'm not always like having these big projects that I have to figure out because that would stress me out. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rachel um, is actually in New York as well, so she's your neighbor essentially oh, cool. somewhere. Awesome. Yeah, so she, she was excited to see that you might do a a, a mural. She she mentioned uh, watch out for tagging. I guess that's a big thing in New York. Yeah, kinda. yeah. <laughs> they, they have this like graffiti proof um, clear coat that you can put on it though for tagging, so it won't be. I mean, even even if they tag it, you can just wash it right off. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll have to get something like that because it'll, yeah. it'll take a while. So that's the other thing is like I don't want someone to just come and spray over it right away. <laughs> right. Awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> somebody, let's see. Let me just look at the questions really quick. Um, there's a lot of questions we've already asked, guys, so you can just kind of rewatch if you want. Um, do you roll your own canvases? <laughs> Or like, uh, yeah, no, I don't. Oh, you mean to ship them? Um, I'm assuming they mean to ship them. I, I, I do to ship them. I don't make my own canvases. I was just talking to somebody about that. Uh, just cause I, when I started, I, I never learned how to, and then I learned how to, and I thought, well, that takes a lot of time. And I've, I've just, I've never had anybody complain about it, ask me about it, nothing. And so if you're asking about that, yeah, I've had artists who are like, you have to. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> I don't, it would take me a lot more time and I can buy them pre-made. And so why would I do that? I love, I love reading about Andy Warhol because he was very much about that. He was like, why would I waste my time? I want to make more work. And that's sort of my mentality. Um, so if, if, when it comes to shipping, yes, I do roll my own canvases. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good insight. Um, Let's see. So the last question, um, is there any advice that you could give artists who are trying to make art their full-time career but just don't know where to start? Yes. Uh, share your work. That's like the first, the first thing I ask an artist is uh, like, what's your Instagram or what's your Facebook or show me your website. And um, most of that stuff is free. And if you ever want to, I'm assuming everyone wants to sell their art. 
I always assume that. I don't understand why people wouldn't because then you get to make more, which is kind of the goal. Um, and if you do, you have to find people to buy them. And so you have to share your work. It's just like you can't make a bunch of paintings and never share it. No one's going to see them. So I always just, just start sharing it. I tell artists to put yourself in the pictures, in the videos. Yes. <laughs> people, like I don't, I say that all the time and people just don't do it. And I'm, I'm like, I get it. Like I hated Instagram in the beginning. I never put myself in pictures. I hated selfies. And then I found out people want to see that. They want to see the artist. They want to know who the artist is. That's as much buying the art as it is the actual painting is knowing who the artist is. So share your work and put yourself in the process of it, in the photos and in the videos. Yes, I love it. Um, I'm always telling my students and all them to like, just just get in the photo. I know it's weird, but it'll get yeah. less weird. <laughs> like, I, I don't always want to like pose next to it. Like, it's just, it's awkward a little bit. <laughs> you, it is. And then you just get used to it because like, yeah. that's what you have to do. Like, I'll have whole days where I'm just shooting pictures of me and my paintings. Yes. <laughs> and it was weird at first. And then I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? Like, this is, this is how I'm going to share. This is what everyone does when they share stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just things like that. You ha you have to get over it. Yeah, for sure. I, lo I love hearing that. I love hearing all of your insight in here because it don't it makes you human too. And like like we're all we all can do that as well. Because <laughs> like we think we all see your art and we're like, how can you do that? That is amazing. Oh, and you're in New I mean, York and everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean one of the things for me because I, I I was so close to like not doing this, which is really it's weird to think that I could have not done this so easily. And when I wanted to. I was just so determined to figure it out. And so whenever I feel like because a lot of I've gotten a lot of luck, uh, I just want to help other artists figure that out because it's, it's not easy. It's very especially with art because it's, it's such an ethereal thing. And a lot of people aren't encouraged to pursue it because they think it's not a real career. And I'm like, it is. It's like you can really do this. And so, yeah, I'm always open to helping people figure it out. Amazing. Because I'm always still trying to figure it out, too. Same. Yeah, same. And, like, any new thing that I figure out, I'm like, oh, guys, look at this. Like, shit, like, yeah. do this. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your night to come and talk to us. I know that you definitely inspired and just everything to these artists in here and myself. And it's so nice to get to virtually meet you. So thank you. Yeah, for thanks for inviting me to this. I'm glad it finally worked. I was yeah. very stressed out. When oh, it wasn't, no. but yeah, this is really good. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. Awesome. All right. So um, your website, um, do, do you want to just give your website? I know that your Instagram is just Nick Sider. Yeah, everything's Nick Sider. N-I-C-K-S-I-D-E-R. The website's nicksider.com, Facebook. Um, yeah. I, I got lucky that none of that was taken, so it's just Nick Sider. That's amazing. Simple, and yeah, it's very lucky on that. Awesome. All right, well, yeah. have a good night. Thanks again. Thanks, you too. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget, 
to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.